The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What's up and what's happening? It's Blake and Dustin, and we are back for another episode of the Uptempo Podcast. Dustin, we're here tonight, brother. We are here to talk some Hugh Freeze and some Bruce Pearl, man. A lot of things have been actually going on this week since I have been away on vacation. Uh, the Auburn Tigers have been on the diamond. Uh, the softball team taking on uh, Clemson up in their regional uh, in the NCAA tournament and the Auburn baseball Tigers closing out their regular season with Missouri, man. Uh, we will talk about that on our next episode, uh, which will come out tomorrow evening. Uh, but first, tonight, Dustin, uh, man, I want to start this thing off with how was your week? How was your weekend? And, uh, and you know, what went down for you, brother? Just a busy weekend of sports, man. I'll be honest with you. I really didn't leave the couch. I just kind of sat back and watched everything that was going on. NHL, NBA, uh, Auburn, obviously very busy with the series mm-hmm. versus Missouri and the regional this weekend. The ladies came up a little bit short, uh, but we're still proud of them nonetheless. Hard fought regional. They never should have had to travel to Clemson. So uh, very proud of them. Uh, but all in all, man, uh, good weekend. Pretty relaxed. Uh, we'll get back at it tomorrow, man. Yeah, Dustin, I, you know, I went on vacation, man, uh, with my wife and her family and uh, the last little getaway before our son gets here in July and everything. And, you know, I get down to Orange Beach, man, and I end up getting sick. Uh, if you're listening on audio and uh, I'm sure you can tell and and uh, I'm still fighting that, man. But, uh, you know, I got to salvage the weekend uh, today. I got to take my nephew and my daughter to Owa and everything, the new little indoor uh, water park that they've got there and I thought that was pretty neat uh, and and you know I, I wheeled my way there I guess you could say uh, a lot of Dayquil and NyQuil man uh, for, the it, kid. for the kids yeah man for the kids you know uh, Dayquil and NyQuil and and bundle up in the recliner and look at look at all the all the boats on the sandbar uh, off the balcony man that was my week uh, not what I wanted but uh, you know, had to had to battle it out. So, uh, Dustin, man, let's kick this thing off. You know, there's a lot to talk about. And let, let's start with Hugh Freeze and and uh, and Auburn football, man. What a job this guy has done. You know, uh, I, I saw a comment a while ago on Twitter, man. Uh, some some guy said, hey, Hugh, take a break. And he said, I need one. All right. He said, I need one. Uh, that 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 really got me, man. Uh, but let's talk about the first two guys here from North Texas, man. Uh, Larry Nixon, the third, the linebacker, 6'2", 205, and the big-time playmaker uh, on the outside, wide receiver Jair Shorter, 6'5", 215. Both from North Texas, man. And let's start here since they were the first two kind of off the board for Hugh this week. Yeah, uh, I'm really excited about Larry Nixon because now when you look at Keys and Tolan, you add Nixon, you've kind of completely revamped that linebacker room. It looks a lot different than it did at the end of last season, mm-hmm. um, and we needed that. I mean, look at just how look at how teams ran the ball on us last year. Me and you sat there at the Penn State game and watched them just run right down our throat. Mm-hmm. A lot of that was linebackers being out of position. It was, the defensive line didn't do their part, but linebackers out of position, a lot of missed tackles, not knowing where they need to be, not working as a unit. You just saw a lot of that, and it didn't really get a whole lot better as the season went on. So this linebacker room needed to be revamped, needed to be rejuvenated, and you've seen that. And now a guy like Nixon, this is he's probably third or fourth on the rotation. Just if I had to guess, we'll see how he gets in in the fall and adjusts and gets adjusted to the Ron Roberts playbook and all that. But uh, that raises the floor of that room. 
guys are going to get hurt. You know that it's the SEC. This is a guy that's got a lot of experience that will be able to step in, and you're not worried about the drop-off. You know, this is a solid mm-hmm. guy that can do the job. As far as shorter goes, 22 catches, and 11 of them were touchdowns. That kind of speaks for itself. Uh, 27 yards per catch. Goodness gracious. And when, when you see that, you think this cat's a burner. That was kind of what I thought originally. But after going back and watching a little bit more, that's not necessarily his, uh, his game. He's more of a go-up-and-get-the-ball kind of guy, and he can make things happen with a ball in his hands. Definitely, when we'll talk about Shane Hooks here in a second, but I look at a guy, hit like his skill set, and 6'2", 215 is a nice size. But I look at his skill set, and then I look at hit, uh, Shane Hooks there at 6'4", Cam Brown at 6'4", his skill set, Rivaldo Fairweather. We should have no problem. Go Nick Mardner. We have, should have no problem throwing it over the top of guys in the end zone. No problem in the red zone. I, I don't want to see any issues in the red zone. So I'm, I'm excited about it, man. Between these two guys right here, we'll talk about hooks in a second. You're adding 21 touchdowns. Between the two, those guys scored 21 touchdowns last year. We'll take that in a heartbeat. So, I'm man, Hugh's putting in work. And, uh, yeah, dude, Hugh, take a nap, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. Look, Dustin. You know, I'm I'm big on the Larry Nixon pickup. Uh, I was looking at some of his some of his stats, man, and the dude had a hundred tackles last year. Uh, he's appeared mm-hmm. in over forty games at North Texas, and I'll take a guy like that. You know, uh, especially yeah. in that front seven where Auburn needed needed some pieces. Right? Uh, we looked at how thin we were gonna be, and you know, I, I'm always gonna take a guy that has played the game at a high level and has produced at a high level like Larry Nixon has. And I, I think you've got a pretty good group with him coming in there now uh, and, and to solidify that group. And Jair Shorter, man, look, this is a guy where we've known the struggles in Auburn football at the receiver position, right? Auburn has struggled to, to get a guy to go down the field and get that 50-50 ball. All right, Auburn, it has caused Auburn to not get separation, all right, in the passing game, all right? Wide receivers could not separate for – man, let's go back to, I mean, what, 2017 was the last year you really saw separation? I mean – Auburn has struggled, man. And like Seth Williams was really that last guy that you could kind of throw it up there and he could go get it, you know. Um, but, you know, and like, and like you mentioned, like you mentioned, in the red zone, man, I think this is huge. I went and watched some of Jair Shorter's tape and some of these catches, man, uh, they're unreal. The dude can flat out go up and get it. He gets it at his, its at its highest point. And he's a ball hawk, bro. And and look, I only think what he caught like twenty three passes last year, but eleven of them were touchdowns. Yeah, twenty two. Yeah, and and eleven of them were touchdowns, like you mentioned, man. And like that's insane, though. That like that's exactly what Auburn needs, right? You need that guy that can stretch the field, all right. And like you mentioned with Cam, man. So now you have him and Jair Shorter, and now let's talk about a Shane Hooks. All right, you just come out a little earlier today and you get a Shane Hooks, a four star from Jackson State, 6'4, 205. Dustin, I mean, where does he fit in? Dude, he might, man, he might be wide receiver run. Not one, I'm expecting a big year from Cam Brown personally, especially now that we've added Peyton Thorne 
but 64 receptions last year, 748 yards, 10 touchdowns. Uh, the only – and the thing I like about him is is a little bit of everything. He's not a burner, but mm-hmm. I would say he has above average speed. He mm-hmm. definitely is that Hugh Freeze big body type, go up and get the ball. Um, definitely if I can win that 50-50 ball. And one thing that I like, but it's also cause for concern, uh, it, would be, it would be the knock on his game, mm-hmm. is he is an emotional guy. So you're going to get there's, – there's, pen, there's been some penalty issues so far. He likes to let that DB know when he gets him. He, uh, there's some personal fouls, some stuff after the whistle sometimes, but like when he's blocking on a run play where he needs to let up. Now, me personally, I'll, I'll, I would rather have a guy that you have to tone down a little bit versus a guy that you're trying to turn up. And we've had too many guys over the past three or four seasons that you've had to try to turn up. So I'll take a guy like this, but, you know, there's always that part of, hey, man, let's not get a stupid penalty after you make a big play and set us back. So that, that would be kind of be my knock on him. Maybe his route running isn't as crisp as it needs to be. But overall, this guy is really, really good. For a late pickup here in the portal, you know, not a lot of fanfare, just kind of pop. We thought it was going to be uh, Montana Lamonius Craig, the guy yeah. from Colorado that ended up going to Arizona. For the longest time, we thought that was going to be the case. And then as it just kind of progressed, as the week went on and on and on, you said, nah, if it was going to be him, it would have already happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like this. I like this pickup better. I think there's more of an upside. And I think that that's knowing how Hugh works, man. I think that's probably by design. I think Craig was probably ready to go, and then Hugh got word, eh, Hooks is about to hit. Maybe he's interested. And and funny thing about this, too, is you tell me Lane Kiffin's the portal king, but Shane Hooks was committed to Ole Miss a week ago, and now he's going to play for Auburn this fall. Uh, I like his versatility. I like his total package. I think he's going to fit in this offense nicely. We might have to, just like I said, kind of tone down some of that – some of that attitude a little bit, but that's a good problem yeah. to have in my opinion. Yeah, man. And, and look, he fits the mold of everything Hugh Freeze uh, has ever had at wide receiver. You know, you go back and look at his guys at Ole Miss and, and like I keep mentioning, man, everything that he put into the NFL at that position at Ole Miss, uh, the one that always really stuck out to me was Laquan Treadwell. Uh, I thought, you know, if he wouldn't have had the broken leg and everything, Dustin, uh, you know, that ha- actually happened against us. Uh, uh, and, and I wow, think, that, yeah. yeah, bro, I think that sidelined his career in the NFL uh, and and really kept him from being uh, what he possibly could have been. But you look at those those guys and their body types, man, and, and you see the guys now that he has recruited to Auburn already in a Jair Shorter and, and a Shane Hooks, man. It fits the mold. And yeah. Uh, you're going to see an offense that puts up a lot of points. You're going to see an offense that stretches the field and throws the ball around the yard. I think that is what all of this is telling us is that Hugh Freeze and 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 Philip Montgomery are here to spread it out and and they want to throw it. All right. They want to get big physical receivers and they want to get the ball down the field. All right, and I, I think that's what you're seeing, man. And and now the wide receiver room looks better and better and better. Yeah. And I wasn't with everybody saying, well, you know, our wide receiver room, it already looked really good. I'm sorry, I wasn't on that train. All right. I, I wasn't. Like, I like some of the guys that were in there, 
but you just kept hearing too much about drop passes, all right, in, in spring practice. So that's all you heard was, hey, man, we still got dudes that are dropping balls left and right. Like, I, I don't want to hear that, all right? Especially from your head coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you know, and, and one thing – one thing that kind of got me too is like, you know, I know the Jay Fairs and all those cats are out there, right? And 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 the Vars and and look, if you have a chance to get better and and get bi- bigger and physical, more physical, do it. And I think that's exactly what he did here with Jair Shorter and and Shane Hooks. Go get two guys that can stretch the field, make plays down the field and can ultimately take the top off a defense in in which we know that Auburn has struggled, man. And and that that just uh, – that does it for me with Hugh, man, is like you see the effort, you see he sees the weaknesses in the offense, and he has attacked every single portal addition. He has went after it. And, uh, hey. and, and I rock with that, Dustin. Yeah, and look at how he did it, bro. Look at how he did it. The first portal cycle, what did he do? Offensive lineman. Yeah. He built that offensive lineup first. Then he adds the quarterback, and then he kind of comes in and adds his receivers. Mm-hmm. He knows what it takes, man. You got to win up front. It, he's, it, I don't give it, it ain't going to do a damn who my quarterback is. It could be Cam Newton. See, what mm-hmm. everybody forgets about Cam Newton is that was a damn good offensive line. Everybody mm-hmm. says, well, he was him and Josh Bonds are the only ones that ever went and played any pro ball. For sure. But that was a good college offensive line. Those were good college football players that had been playing together for a while and had that continuity. That was a good line. You're just not going to win without a good offensive line that knows how to play together. Go back to 2017. That's the last time we had a competent line, and you saw what we did. We won the West. We beat back-to-back number one teams. We just ran the ball down their throat. And then what we do on the other side of the line of scrimmage? suffocated them. Go back to what we did to Jalen Hurts. Go back to what we did in Jordan Hare versus that Georgia team. Suffocated mm-hmm. them at the line of scrimmage on both sides. Wore them out on both sides of the line of scrimmage. You built up that offensive line. What, are you bringing eight, nine, ten guys? I mean, yeah. I can't even keep counting with them at this point. Yeah. A, guy like Mus- a guy like Muskrat, Blake, a year ago, that would have been parade worthy. He would have been our top guy. Holy hell, look at this guy. And now he's a guy that's he's in our two deep. And I don't want to I don't want to, you know, limit him. He he'll put he might push to start in the fall, but right now it looks like he's probably going to be a two deep. A guy like uh Xavier Miller. He's he's second string right now. He's in the two deep. Last year, second overall JUCO tackle, we would have thrown a parade, man. Yep. And so there's depth there now. There's depth there now. I have my own opinions about – I think the portal has its pluses and its minuses, but thank God for the portal for Auburn in this offseason because we've been able to rebuild this roster. This is a brand-new team, dude, and I cannot wait for opening weekend versus UMass. Um, I'm with you on this – on the wide receiver room as well. I like guys like Fair. I like guys like Kelly. I like a guy like Cam Brown. I like the young guys. Let's mm-hmm. say a guy like Capers, right? It was just time for him to go try something else and for yep. us to try to get some new bodies in there. We He'd been here two, three years, and it just wasn't working. So yep. it's time for both people to move on, and now you add a guy like Shorter, and you know how I feel about these guys from the group of five coming up. I like a guy like Shorter, man. I like a guy like Nixon. I like a guy like Shane Hooks here coming from Jackson State. 
previously he was at Ohio, uh, put up like almost 600 yards there as a freshman. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's pro- productivity there. I like these guys from these smaller schools coming to this big time atmosphere with something to prove, especially the North Texas guys that only got a year of eligibility left. It's, it's shit or get off the pot for them. So they're going to come <laughs> in ready to hit the ground running, right? Yeah, man. Well, look, let's talk about Steven Sings real quick. Uh, a, a late edge pickup for Hugh uh, in the staff, man. 6'3", two, uh, 255. Uh, how do you feel about this pickup in the portal? So uh, his stats don't jump off the page, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was – it's obviously – it's very clear that I'll just poke fun at Lane Kevin, so I'll give him credit. He got uh, Okwu, the guy from James Madison, that yeah. we were that we were after, and there was no doubt that we wanted him. I think, and a guy that we'll talk about here in a second. I think that, uh, J- or I guess I kind of gave away one of our uh, one of our questions. But uh, Jalen McLeod, I think I think Jalen McLeod scared him away, man, because I'm just really high on Jalen McLeod. So I think that Oku kind of saw his reps and said, "Okay, let me go over here to Ole Miss, or I'm going to get more run." And don't blame him because that's his, this is his last year. You got to go where you can get your shine. But uh, so. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm not really – I don't think he's going to produce a whole lot this year just because no. if I look at it, you've had two or three sacks a year at Liberty. Uh, but be fair to him, last year I didn't expect a whole lot from Marcus Bragg. We lost three, four, five edges, and then at the end of the year, Marcus Bragg played solid football and held us down for us. So – and obviously Hugh Freeze knows him very well from his time at Liberty. He wouldn't bring him here if he didn't think that he could hold up. So yep. – it's a not, I don't I don't expect a whole lot from him, but when you look at the flurry here to finish and uh, the cornerback that we added right before we started recording here from New Mexico State put us at our limit of 85. So it's very obvious that she wanted to kind of get guys in here and get this roster wrapped up this weekend. Yeah, great breakdown, Dustin, uh, with with the Sings uh, addition there. You know, I when he committed, I said, OK, that's a depth piece. Uh, and, and I agree. Uh, with everything that you said right there, man. Uh, you know, I like the addition, but I don't see him really uh, doing much this year. Uh, and and that kind of leads us. I know you kind of gave it away, uh, but yeah, that yeah. leads us into our next um, question: Is what post spring portal addition, not named Peyton Thorn, do you think will have the biggest impact this fall, Dustin? Yeah, I just said it, Jalen McLeod, because it's it's mm-hmm. it's position of need. And now with uh, Jeffrey Emba moving, because I thought that I've been saying for a while, Keldrick Falk is going to end up being that guy by week three or four getting those reps there. Well, I didn't expect Emba to leave with him being it because he was in the two deep and going to get reps. Mm-hmm. So Keldrick's had to move over there to that defensive end position. I'm hoping he still gets some uh, some reps at the jack edge, however Ron Roberts calls it. But um, we need this was the, this was the big position of need to me outside of offensive line was getting pressure on the quarterback. And I think that Jalen McLeod has got all the tools. Go check out our guy, Ike Jones. He has a uh, watch the film breakdown. He's got the free one, and he's got the one if you're uh, subscribed to uh, War Report. But he's got a great breakdown on there, just showing you all the tools this guy's got. A little bit undersized, but reminds me a lot of Jeff Holland. I know some other people have made that comp as well. Just got that, that high motor, ready to get after it. I love the way he plays, man. He's relentless. He's that dog, and he's a guy that, comes for four quarters he's bring. i mean he terrorized a&m all game long he didn't let up so just position a need uh the uh, like that position's wide open to me and i think that he's a guy that's already got significant reps in division one college football has played well he has a 
Uh, PFF has him, I think, as a six overall returning edge rusher. Uh, he was rate, rated somewhere in the 80s. 80, I don't have the number off the top of my head, but very high rated by them. Just a smart football player. And like I said, the opportunities there. I mean, who else? It's wide open. So if he's your starter day one, you know, because that position has been completely redone, right? You got yeah. McAllister, uh, Elijah McAllister, the kid from Vanderbilt. You just yep. talked about Sings. Uh, and then you got a bunch of freshmen, the kid from Opelika, Wilkie Denod, and Keldrick. I mean, so to me, it's like huge position to need, very, very important getting after the quarterback. It's it's McLeod for me. Um, Dustin, would it be crazy to say uh, Shane Hooks comes in and lights the lights the Auburn world on fire uh, as no, wide receiver one? Not at all, man. Not at all. With with his skill set and what we've seen Hugh Freeze do with guys of that skill set, not at all. Yeah, I'm I'm just excited about it because I think I think with the addition of a Caleb Burton, a Jair Shorter, uh, and and already with a with a Camden Brown, you know, and and you get a Shane Hooks, man, and now I feel like the wide receiver room has elite playmakers in it. And I feel like this is going to be a completely different Auburn offense. And man, I think somebody's getting a thousand yards this year. Ooh, okay. I I think somebody's getting a thousand yards. I I have a thousand yard receiver, Dustin. I really do. Yeah. Hey, uh, I, and, and, and I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out and say a Shane hooks. All right. That's a hot take. That's a hot take. I'm going to go out and say a Shane Hooks, uh, the, the Auburn wide receiver with a thousand yard year, man. I really do. I think this is one of the bigger pickups uh, that we could possibly have through the transfer portal. Um, just sticky hands, man. Sticky hands. Uh, and he can go up and get it, dude. And this is exactly what I have always wanted as soon as I found out that Hugh Freeze was our football coach, man. Athleticism and freaky talent at the wide receiver position. I'm extremely excited about it, Dustin. Uh, I I just – I think we're going to get creatures at wide receiver. I think this – look, man, you look at guys like Perry Thompson, all right, down here in Foley, Alabama, and you look at guys like that that, uh, Ryan Williams uh, from Sarah Alabama. Dude, like – if you if you come down here, if you comes down here and starts throwing it around the yard, and he starts getting these guys all right into the NFL, and he starts just putting up thousand yard receivers like he was doing at Ole Miss, you're going to start getting these Perry Thompsons and Ryan Williams. Or you're going to get these cats, man. Uh, the, it's just. There's no longer look, no, no shot at Shedrick Jackson. I'm not taking a shot here. I'm not downing anybody. But the dude was a blocker. Okay. And I I love Shed, man. Phenomenal, phenomenal athlete. But those days are gone. All right. Those days are <laughs> yeah. those days are over yeah. with, bro. They're over. All right. Um and I think this is just the beginning, man. So I, I'm extremely excited, not just him, just about the entire room, man. Like I'm just I'm I'm overly excited about it. And I think this offense is going to be on another 
level, Dustin. But uh, let's go to the next question, man. Uh, confidence level as we head into the summer. Is Auburn football finally headed into the right direction? Yeah, so we can't touch on this too much, okay? Uh, because we have to wait for details to come out. So there is a little caveat to this question. And if you're watching this, then you know what it is. Um, so, you know, Jarquez like to have a good time, and we'll leave it there. We'll wait for all the details to come out. Because, uh, see, we don't know. We really don't know. Um, I, I hope it's not going to be a big deal, but we'll just have to wait and see. I don't know a whole lot. And, and we'll say this about that, you know, there's not a whole lot out there. We got the sta- we got the statement from the campus, and that's pretty much it. Normally, with something like this, there'd be Twitter rumors, there would be message board rumors, and stuff like that. And there just really hasn't been. So I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Uh, all of a sudden, a lot of these insiders are awfully quiet. Uh, so there's not a whole lot, you know, going on with that. So, but so that the caveat is because. If there are some key guys suspended, and for how long are they suspended, and that then that changes my answer here. That's the only reason I bring that up. And obviously, mm-hmm. once we get more details on that, we'll touch on that as it comes. But yeah. so taking that off the table, say everything's fine, mm-hmm. then I'm going to say nine out of ten, just because it's hard for me to go ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. Um, my the only thing that is my biggest reservation is just a reservation that I'm going to have in the era of the transfer portal. I think continuity talk about all these new faces Um, football more than anything else. It's, it's why it's probably my favorite sport. I used to be basketball, but the game of basketball has changed a lot. But the thing about football is everybody's got to do their job, man. All 11 guys got to do their job. Mm -hmm. It's very, if one guy messes up, it can derail the whole thing. Even a guy that's not going to get the ball in the play or is on the other side of the field. Everybody has to follow suit, man. Everybody has to be in line. And when you have, when you have all these new portal guys, they're learning new systems. They're learning each other. You've got NIL involved. How many of them are okay? This is my last year. See, like, let's just use, and I'm not, I'm not saying this is their attitude, but let's just use the two North Texas kids as an example. Let's mm-hmm. say they come in and see this on to victory money and see, okay, I'm all, I got a chance to play some SEC football. And let's say they're more about Larry Nixon and they're more about Jair Shorter. Th- that's possible in this era, right? So mm-hmm. yeah. to me, that's why we're not 10 out of 10. Is My only concern is can all these guys come together and play as a team. Are they willing to sacrifice? Okay, I'm not going to get Jair Shorter. I'm not getting this ball because I'm the decoy for hooks on this play. And vice versa, is everybody going to be okay with that? If they are, then yeah, dude. We've got weapons. We've got a lot of talent. Um, I'm sure when the predict- official predictions come out, we pro- will be predicted to finish six or seven in the SEC West, just like we are when softball comes out every year, just like we are when baseball comes out every year. And to be fair, in the last couple of years in football, it's been kind of justified. But um, listen, dude, I'm going to go nine out of ten because it's just I look at the overhaul. I look at where recruiting is at right now. I look at everything that Hugh Freeze has done, despite a little bit of backlash when he was hired, despite six games, six wins, five wins, six wins, whatever it is in the last three years. Think about this, Blake. 
since 2013, bud, we haven't had a season where we have lost less than four games. Yep. So that's a long time, and that's nine, ten years of mediocre football. Yep. So there's these kids that are in high school now, they don't remember Cam Newton. They don't remember Nick Marshall in the kick six. That was a long time ago. Hugh Freeze has to fight this perception with him as well of Auburn being a basketball school. Yeah. And I think he's done wonderfully despite all the noise, all the negativity that was out there with the way Harson stuff went down. We can we you continue to see how ESPN, they're always going to attack Auburn. Look at the article that came out the other day. Just I, I won't even get into it. But all in all, man, like all in all, man, uh it's hard to not say Hugh hasn't nailed it. And like we talked about with Mike G, he's nailed it off the field too. The golf tournaments, the stuff around town, everything that the Auburn coach needs to do politically. Uh, did you see the article on AL.com about uh, Jimmy Rain loves Hugh Freeze? Oh, wow. The Auburn yeah. boosters. No way. No way. <laughs> the people Jimmy that- Rain's really happy, apparently, willing to help. The people that were behind just uh, ripping Auburn football down, huh? You know. Oh yeah, Mister Evil Man himself. Yeah, come on, man. The dude's not donating his money to watch a losing football program. All right. The like, football facility is nice, ain't it? <laughs> yeah, everybody, dude. That's one thing that really cracked me up. Right? Was everybody's like, oh, "It's a booster problem, man. It's a booster problem." I'm like, you think those millionaires? <laughs> Give their hard-earned money, all right, what they created, all right? You think they're just donating to be terrible? No, they're not. No, they're not, all right? Now, did they did they give Gus a little too long, in my opinion? Yeah, all right, we can go there. But don't sit here and just say, uh, you know, like it's a booster problem with Harson and the boosters are why we're losing football games. I don't want to hear all that, man. That's BS. A problem. Yeah, it was a Harson problem. I, and I'll tell you, I think it was a I think it was an AG problem. I think it was Alan Green problem. I don't think hey. he was I don't think he was the best athletic director for for uh the entire uh Auburn athletic department. Uh that's just my opinion. Some people may disagree with that. Uh, but you know, that's just me. That's just how I feel. Uh, but <clears throat> Dustin, man, one thing I do want to ask you before we kick it over here to basketball real quick is now that we're pretty much done in the portal, right? Um, with the DB from New Mexico state being added late today, uh, right before we started recording, um, the big gap now from going into the summer and September to when we kick off. All right. What does Hugh Freeze turn to now? Does he turn to the 24 class and uh, really just trying to uh, pound recruits and and getting that thing going? Uh, We we know with uh, Walker White and the job that he has done, or or does he try to hype this fan base up and and get the fans, you know, uh, into Auburn football because we know what we've been through the past two years with Potato Head and everything like that, man. Where does he go from here uh, until the start of the season? We have five commitments. We need to be at 10 opening kickoff. When we kick off week one, I want to be at 10, and I think that's very reasonable. Um, I think this is going to be the best big cat we've had in a long time. Even at the end, when the when the the buzz had kind of faded 
off of Gus and he wasn't recruiting the way he had started off. And even with Harson, mm-hmm. we always get commitments in Big Cat. So I yeah. have high expectations for what Hugh Freeze is going to be, the best recruiter that we've had at least since Pat died, but maybe ever. I have high expectations for what he's going to do with Big Cat because we always get commitments out of Big Cat. So I think that for Hugh, it's all about that 2024 class. Um, <clears throat> look at LSU. Now, understandably, LSU just won the SEC West. They now have a year proof of concept with Brian Kelly. But they're already at 13, 14, 15 commits, somewhere like that. Teams like Georgia, they're, they're there as well. And Hugh was very open about this. He said, I'm don't get it twisted. He, when we finished out the 23 class, he said, don't get it twisted. I'm very behind on the 2024 class. And that's the truth. So he's got to catch up. He's got ground to make up. And he's going for big fish. He could settle for some smaller guys, some some yeah. three-star guys. He could already have a couple more commitments locked up. But he's going after the Cam Coleman's, the Perry Thompson's of the world. He's that's what he's going to do. And that's what that's his that's what he's going to do. That's mm-hmm. just the world that we're going to live in now as Auburn fans. So he's not going to settle. Uh, so for me, I think it, for him, it's going to be all about getting five, maybe six more commitments here. Um, and it's time to start getting some big boys. It's time to get a couple of linemen in this class, get a couple of D linemen in this class and kind of start shoring up those trenches. That's what I would like to see. And knowing Hugh Freeze, um, he's, I mean, he's probably recruiting right now. Yeah, man. Uh, good stuff, Dustin. I just had to ask that, man. Um, you know, I, I was hoping you would go there and and you did exactly that. So uh, you love to hear that. And, and we know, look, we know he's going to get it done. We know he's going to get uh, he's going to get the recruits there. The dude was handed uh, he was handed the death penalty. Let's be honest. Uh, he was handed uh, just an absolute. I, I'll be honest with you. He was handed a shit show. All right. He was handed a circus. Uh, it, it hasn't been pretty. Uh, but what he has done with this and and him having to be so far behind and him having to worry about the transfer portal and all of this stuff, man, he's going to yeah. get us right. And and we are uh, so blessed and, and just excited to have him. Uh, and, and look, I'll go back to the Jarquez stuff for a minute real quick, and I'm not going to touch on anything or, or whatever. I just want to say this. All right. All the jokes about Hugh Freeze uh, leading the team, here we go, and all this, you know, oh, this happened under the Hugh Freeze administration. Uh, stop, man. Stop. Like, like, uh, don't buy into that crap. Uh, this is, you know, you knew the media was going to light it on fire as soon as it come yeah. out. The first person they were going to go after was him. Uh, this guy had nothing to do with it, uh, and and don't, don't buy into the BS crap. So, uh, we're we're honored to have him, man. I'm I'm blessed that he is uh, that he is our head football coach, man. I just I'm through the roof excited for him. And and how about the social media team, Dustin? How about that gas piece they put out? Oh my other? gosh! I yeah, mean, dude. Uh, perfect song. The song is called "Transporting" by Kodak Black, and I'm a big Kodak guy. So anytime you're gonna put Hugh Freeze, I like Josh Pate. So anytime you're gonna put all that together, man, uh, that was an awesome video. Very well done. Where they were scrolling over, hitting the follow button, the flip. It was yeah. that was awesome, man. Probably uh, even the social media teams got better under Hugh Freeze, man. And that <laughs> that's a that's a joke. That's a joke. But go back and read. Go back and do some research. Brian Harson was very very involved in the social media team. And uh, does that surprise you that those graphics were what they were? 
or the fiasco all week, making a lot of people think we were going to wear orange jerseys versus Penn State. Uh, just an unnecessary thing <laughs> to even do. Uh, even the social media teams got better. Dude, that vi- that video was was really good. That was the best one we've had. Man, uh, I I absolutely enjoyed it. I can tell you that. I, I thought it was awesome, and that's the first thing that I said, Dustin, was, man, even the social media team's better. I mean, everything's better, you know? Right. Facilities better. Uh, <laughs> Sideline looks better, you know? Right. I mean, everything. Hey, uh, now they're talking about upgrades to Jordan Hare coming. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. that's that's sick. Um, but, yeah, look. Keep Jimmy happy. It, it, it just – it keeps getting better, man. So uh, let's kick this thing over to basketball, man. It's been a minute since we've talked to Bruce Pearl and the Auburn Tigers on the hardwood, right? And uh, and he, he got a pickup, and let's kick it right over here. Uh, Chad Baker Mazzara, I guess that is how you say it. Uh, <laughs> uh, he commits yeah. to Auburn basketball, small forward, 6'7", 190. Dustin, he, he, he played at San Diego State, right? I went and checked out a couple clips. He can shoot it, uh, but he ran into some trouble at San Diego State. Uh, apparently, he's ran into a little more trouble of a few <laughs> places that he's been. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. Um, but what do you think about this pickup? And do you think this was an improvement at the small forward position? Um, I could be wrong. So, you know, t- TBD kind of thing. I, as we sit here today, haven't seen him play for Auburn. I could very well be wrong. Uh, I like the pickup of Chaney Jones. I like the pickup of, of Denver Jones, I mean, and Chaney Johnson. Uh, I was going to be honest, man, I'm not, I'm not too fired up about this one. And it's not necessarily anything to do with Chad. It's just, for one, the Auburn media didn't do – some people on the beat didn't do any favors here by promising a mystery three, which – we made jokes about at the time. And this is why me and you made jokes about it because here we sit. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be the, uh, Tyron Lawrence from Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Very, very good player. We passed on a guy like Matthew Cleveland, a very, very good player. Mm-hmm. And just to be honest, I don't think that Chad Baker was Bruce Pearl's first option. Uh, the other teams that were considering him were Texas A&M and Toledo. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not, I, I just didn't seem like too many teams were beating down the door for the guy. And again, if you, I don't know what happened with Lawrence, but to me, it appears like Bruce thought that he had Lawrence in the bag and then something happened. Uh, and then, you know, he went to, he went to Chad here. And again, I'm not trying to knock Chad, but it's just one of the things where just by following the way this has all gone down, I know this wasn't your first or second option, probably mm-hmm. not your third. So uh, they can spin it however they want to spin it. I like those numbers right there, but I just know from the way this went, this wasn't this wasn't your first or second choice here. Um, you kind of got your back up against the wall here. Some things didn't go how you thought they were going to go, and then this is what you settle with. And my concern is, I'll be honest with you, brother, is San Diego State, Duquesne, then at community college, you talked about there was some trouble at San Diego State. There's rumors of trouble at other places. And anytime I look at somebody that's transferred that much, I ask, well, what's the deal here? Um, I would say best case scenario, he's a guy. Because I don't want to just seem like I'm just coming out and, and dogging on the guy. 
Yeah. Let's say he's a guy like that can let's say if he puts up these numbers right here, awesome. And he stays out of trouble. And say he's a guy like Samir Dowdy. You know, say he's he plays with that kind of edge. Cool, because I think we need more of that. I think it can't just be KD doing that kind of stuff. I do think this team needed a little bit of juice. Now, I don't know. I haven't seen Aiden Holloway. I haven't seen Denver Jones. I don't know those guys' personality. But we do need a kind of a, a trash-talking type. So if he's going to be under control, then I do like that. Um, but I just I just have some concerns. And then I'll just keep it on the court. Like I said, he wasn't your first. He wasn't your second option. And then I asked this. Is he is he an upgrade from Alan Flanagan? I don't from what I know, I say no. And and right before we started recording, we come to find out there's a real chance Jani, I mean Janai Broom's 50-50 here on returning. Blake, if Janai Broom doesn't return, and I know I'm gonna get killed for this because I know that's I already know I know for what I just said in the last three minutes, I'm gonna get killed. Because yeah. anytime you say anything negative about Auburn basketball, doesn't matter what I doesn't matter how high I am on Denver Jones or anything else. Anytime you say anything bad, you just get murdered. So I know that I've pissed off an army of Auburn basketball never does anything wrong, people. But mark my words, if Janai Broom doesn't come back, this team struggles to win 15 games next year. I'm I'm concerned with the way this offseason has gone. I really am. I think yeah. we lack depth. And I think we lack size. And I we got better at shooting the ball. We did. I don't know if we got better at anything else. Well, Dustin, you know, and and look, I want to say the trouble that that the kid ran into. Look, I, I think it was academic issues. You know, I don't think yeah, it not was anything personal or legal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing, nothing legal or anything like that. I, I just think it was academic issues. That's what I read at San Diego State. Okay, so. Uh, not that he's like we're sitting here saying he's a bad kid or anything, right? Right. Absolutely. Um, you know, and and that's why I, I just you know I, I think losing Flan, man, I I think that hurts, you know, and 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 I know people might disagree, man, but the guy was really starting to become that old Flanagan uh, at the end of last year, and look, man, you know, I, I think losing West Flanagan was big, and and I hope. I hope that I'm wrong about that. I really do. Uh, but I don't know if Auburn, you know, I don't know, man. I like, you know, I'm kind of with you on the off season. Like if Joe Nye doesn't return, man, you know, it's just, it's up in the air right now, man. And I know you're going to yeah. get, I know you're going to get the sunshine pumpers that are going to sit here and be like, Oh, Auburn's winning 30 games and everything. You know, I just, I don't know. I don't know if I can rock with that, bro. Not right now. Like it's just been a it's just been a strange, strange offseason. It feels like, like you said, wasn't our first target, wasn't our second target. It felt like we missed on everybody. And then you yeah. wake up on a Friday morning and you lose LeBaron filing. That hurts. I don't care uh, who says it doesn't. It did. It hurt. And like it just feels it like it's too. been it's just feels like it's been kind of like uh, it's been like a rocky ship, you know, like, oh, we're never going to doubt Bruce Pearl. All right? I'm not sitting here doubting Bruce Pearl because I think he's going to have our basketball team ready to play, uh, you know. And and look, I kind of bit the bullet last year because I said after the Georgia loss in Athens, I was like, oh, you know, here we go, NIT. And we end up being around a 32 team. All right. So, 
you know, not doubting Bruce, but I am a little worried, man. And and that brings us to our uh, our last question of the night with basketball and coming to an end of the show, uh, Dustin, is how would you grade Bruce Pearl's roster overhaul? Can't wait to hear this one. Man, so here's so I, I hate this, but you have to give the disclaimer. I love Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl is the best thing that has ever happened to Auburn basketball. Okay. He is the best thing that's ever happened to Auburn basketball. He has resurrected this program. All of those things that we've all said a million times. I love Bruce Pearl. Mm -hmm. I don't think this has been his best offseason. And I think that two years in a row, it's kind of been a questionable offseason. I mm -hmm. thought that last year we clearly needed to add some shooters, and we didn't. I think this year we needed to add some shooters, and we did. But and he, and full full full, you know, whatever. If Janai comes back, then okay. And I'm not saying that if Janai comes back, we're perfect because I still think you're kind of looking at like a lack of depth. And I'm not like I just uh, lack of depth at the bigs. You still need a guy that can come in and play some minutes at the four, play some minutes at the five. Um, but that's a hard that's a hard role to sell to mm -hmm. to get a guy in the portal. Hey man, want to come play 10, 12 minutes for us? That's just hard to get a guy to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, a guy of a guy of quality mm -hmm. that you want to bring into your program. Uh, we saw it with a Middleton guy that ultimately picked uh, NC State. He was from Clemson. We just yep. couldn't offer him the minutes. We offered him 10, 12 minutes, and he was like, "No, I'm going to go take twenty at NC State." Can't blame him. So I'm concerned about the lack of depth there, and I. I don't know if you've got better at small forward. I know what Flan's capable of. If you would have got a guy like Cleveland, if you would have got a guy like Lawrence, who I've seen play at that high level, who haven't, and you know, just got to call it what it is, hadn't been on a new team every single year like the Chad kid has, then I would feel a little bit differently. But to me, he's a question mark coming up from JUCO, being on all those different teams. He's a lot more of a question mark than Flan. Cleveland or Lawrence would have been. I think that's reasonable to say. Mm -hmm. um, so I think we got better at shooting the three ball. I think Chad's numbers at the three are impressive. Denver Jones's numbers are impressive. Uh, and I want to say this. Everyone keeps saying that Aiden Holloway is an upgrade from Wendell Green. Maybe. I'm not saying he won't be. I'm saying I, incomplete, TBD, I don't know. Because you're acting like we didn't just see what we just saw with Chance Westry. I was told, Chance is that dude. Chance is that dude. Chance is that dude. Then I watched Israel, and I came away saying, well, damn, Chance is that dude. <laughs> Same thing with Johan. <clears throat> after, after Israel, I thought Johan was that guy. I thought two years, and he goes to the league. Mm-hmm. Where are they at now? Not even on our roster. We can agree that they did not contribute what we thought they were going to contribute. So you have to excuse me for being a little bit cautious on saying Aiden Holloway is just going to jump in and be as productive as Wendell Green, who was all second SEC. Okay. Did Wendell have his struggles? Yes. But every player does. Overall, second team all SEC. So is Aiden going to give you that kind of production throughout a full season? I don't know. It's possible. He's very talented. He's very highly rated. So were Johan. So were Tance. I'll have to see. So have you upgraded there? I'm not sure. Have you upgraded a small forward? I don't think you have. I think you've upgraded at shooting guard. 
Um, and I, we'll see on the bigs, man. We'll see. So overall, and, and here's the thing too. Uh, just think about the position we're in with Janai. Isn't this a little bit on Bruce that we're sitting here all of a sudden going, oh, man, Janai has to come back or we're in trouble. Shouldn't he have had a little bit more of a plan for that? Um, so all in all, man, I'm going to go. I know I gave a long answer there, but it's just a lot of there's a lot of moving parts to this. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> man, C minus. I, I think you I think you've I think you've improved your shooting drastically. Mm-hmm. I think that you can I think you have several guys now that can shoot the three. I have questions about the depth at the three spot, and I have questions about depth at the bigs. And if Janai doesn't come back, if Janai decides to go pro, then I think you're screwed. Hmm. There you have it, folks. Dustin giving his hot take of the night. I love it. Hey, Dustin, I respect it, bro. You know, I, you, you that that is one thing that we do see a lot, right? Is everybody look. You get this transfer portal guy, and all of a sudden you just hear, you know, bang, we got him. Like, he's him, right? Yeah. And come to find out, you know, he ends up transferring to UC Santa Barbara. And, you know, know, the other one ends up transferring to Syracuse, you know, and and, and all this stuff, you know. So, I mean, it's like you don't don't know. And if anybody, like – you know, after listening to what Dustin just said, there's no reason to, to come at him and be like, oh, you know, you don't know what you're talking about because you don't. You don't know yet, you know. Yeah, you but I, I just say hey, it's all to be determined. I give that full it's, disclaimer. We don't know. I could be dead wrong. It's it's all to be determined, brother. And 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 you got to have a little concern just because it kind of feels like it was a little rocky because one minute you were hearing, hey, we got this guy. The next minute you were hearing, hey, we got this guy. And then none of them come. I mean, and then, you know, I mean, it, it, it's just it, – I don't know, man. LeBaron can hoop, Blake. Like, let's not let's not slide that to, like you said, LeBaron Filon can hoop. Wherever he goes, they are getting a certified hooper. Losing yeah. his commitment was huge. And I'm not putting it all on Bruce. I've told the story on this podcast many times about standing next to Flanagan at the game and all that kind of stuff. I saw how close I, – I get it, okay? But you can't just poo-poo that. LeBaron can play basketball. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, and and so, yeah, I, I get it. I get it why why you're concerned. I get it why, uh, you know, if, if you're listening to this uh, and, and you have the same concerns as Dustin, I get it. You know, 100% I get it. Uh, Dustin, man, it's been a hell of an episode. Um, like always – we're going to leave you with your final thoughts and uh, and give you the floor for what you got to say, man. Yeah, what are we at, like 295, 296, somewhere like that on subs. So yeah, a lot of people watching that aren't subscribed yet, just hit that subscribe button. Uh, you know, we put a lot of work into this, and we're going to have a lot of stuff coming, man. We're going to have a very special guest coming up in the next week or two here. We're very excited about that. Uh, y'all know we got the baseball pod coming out tomorrow. SEC tournaments heating up, looking like our Tigers are going to be in position to host a regional. If we make a, if even if we don't make any noise, we might be in position to host a regional. We'll talk about that. Uh, so just a lot of stuff going on, and we're going to cover all that, man. I'm going to be all over this recruiting for football when it hops back up. Every Friday night, I will be at a game of a guy that's either committed to Auburn or that Auburn is, you know, 
after and that we're really seriously in the race for. So we're just going to be doing, you know, we're always going to have the War Report guys on, man. We're going to have Jay Phillips back on soon. Once mm-hmm. we get a finality on the Shania Broom situation, all this kind of stuff. Once we know where we sit with basketball. So yeah. just a lot of a lot of stuff coming here. I know these last couple of episodes, audio may not be the best. Uh, we're working on some stuff behind the scenes here. Dropped a hundred dollars today trying to get this stuff figured out. Um, yeah. <laughs> cords, adapters, all this kind of stuff. Uh, appreciate you guys rocking with us, man. We're gonna get that figured out. We work all day. Uh, we're not tech guys. We're just ball guys. So it's just me and Blake running this thing. So we're learning as we go. We're gonna get all that figured out for you, though. Appreciate you guys rocking with us, man. Uh, love you. Love to see the views going up. I think every day this week we get. I'd get on. We had five new six subs a day. So. Mm-hmm. If you're one of those new guys coming over from our Mike G episode, that's what we do, man. We're, we're heavy on the baseball right now, but we're on all of it. We're all in sports, all of it, softball, everything. So love you guys. Appreciate you. And uh, War Damn Eagle, man. Love that, Dustin. Dustin, should I go ahead and rip off who our next uh, our next guest is going to be, man? Maybe get the people excited, get them going? Yeah. Yeah, we normally we normally wait. So let's uh, let's let's spill the beans tonight. We'll do it. Right, let's spill the beans, man. Look, uh, if you're wanting to know who the next guy on the pod is, man, look, we're going to go right at it, and and we're going to let you know tonight. Look, it, it's going to be Tanner Bauman, all right? All right, relief yes, pitcher for the Auburn Tigers, all right? The lefty who has been so magical uh, for the Auburn bullpen this year, who Not has down. come in and, and just gotten Auburn out of so many yes, uh, tough spots, man. Uh, just absolutely incredible stuff. Tanner is going to come on after their trip to Hoover. So I told him today, I said, look, man, uh, he was like, I can I can come on as soon as you want me. I said, hey, look, you sit back, relax. You guys go to Hoover. All right, enjoy Hoover. Go play your hearts out. Come on after Hoover before you go to a regional. We'll get you on. So Tanner Bauman. Locked in, man. Going to come on and talk about the year in review for the Auburn Tigers uh, and how special of a bunch uh, that group is. And and catch us on our next episode, man. Uh, like Dustin said, uh, we're grinding these things out. We're figuring out all the tech stuff. Uh, we're just trying to uh, work, you know, 40, 50, 60 hours a week and also do a podcast. So <laughs> hang in there with us. Uh, we love each and every one of you. Uh, we're going to drop a baseball pod tomorrow night. Uh, we're going to give out some awards. Um, we're yeah, going to talk man. about we're going to talk about the whole entire year and break down the Missouri series. So catch us on that one. And until next time, we love you guys. Peace out and war damn eagle.